this is not a perfect production here. You know, like we're <laughs> we're we're doing the best we can. It's scrappy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's a a damn good show for how little effort we put into it. And by that, I mean how little effort I put into it. I'll go, I'll go with that. Yeah. So I wanted to kick things off uh, by telling you about something that I got installed in my house this weekend. Okay, I like a good uh, good home DIY project. You really do, yeah. Except I I did not uh, I did not do it myself. My I had some friends come over and stay in town, and uh, one of them is is pretty handy with stuff like that, with you know hooking up smart home stuff and whatnot. And so let me set it up. I have I have Google Fiber at my house. Um, but how, did, how even, do you feel about Google Fiber, by the way? Before we just jump, just real quick. I like I like it. You like it? Yeah, it's like pretty it reasonably works. priced. Okay. Um, it's fifty bucks for a hundred megabits per second, which is plenty. Okay. Uh, and then it's seventy for a full gig. And mm-hmm. but the problem was, regardless of you know which of those two packages I bought, I had all of these dead spots in my house. It was really frustrating, especially the worst dead spot was right where my desk and and desktop PC are. <laughs> So there Perfect. were times where I was pulling down like one or two. I mean, it was usually like, you know, 15 or 20. It was it was manageable. But again, it was just very hit or miss, very frustrating when you when you need it, obviously, and it's just not there. So all those, first of, first of all, this really sounds like an advertisement. Just, <laughs> so whenever, I don't know if, if whatever you're about to talk about, if yeah. they would like to pay us money to talk about their products... Um, I feel like we are we are ready to take on the ad spots because this we're pretty sounds, full up though. It sounds. <laughs> I'm talking about like February next year. Yeah, let okay. us know. We got we may have some spots. Yeah, there's some conflicts right now. So yeah, so I have this uh, these internet dead spots in my house, and so I bought Google Mesh, uh, which is like I guess is just a mesh internet spots hot hot spots. How how would you explain it uh i would call it like a a distributed wi-fi network right so basically it just yeah it has like basically three um what do you call them access points i don't know three wi-fi access points that that kind of spread internet across your house and the long and the short of it is it works really well um it was about it was a little expensive it was like 260 bucks for the for three beacons um but i have to say installation was a breeze uh i did just kind of like follow my friend around we did it together we we, there's a little trial and error um but it it was it worked out and uh now it's like i'm set up for for life um i have one i have just one question about this wi-fi setup because i'm curious to do this myself and it's a little boring, but the question is, like, what is the actual process for making sure you get rid of the dead spots? Like, do you have to walk around your house with, like, yes. and, like, look on your phone and see what the signal strength is or something? Yeah, we just downloaded a speed test app real quick. Um, okay, like, and then and, and then are you, like, trial and error? Like, you're moving yep. the hotspots into different places to try to yeah. maximize? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's and, really cool. Yeah, and it was, it was a little tricky, actually. It, like, because, you know, it really... It, it, the internet is only going to be as strong as your weakest 
uh, like pairing basically, right? And so you can have two that are really close, but if they're far from the the source one, that's no good. You're gonna you're gonna be so it's like they have to be kind of evenly distributed. Um, and anyway, so what the what, again? I doubt I'm gonna include this, but what we uh, what we ended up doing was stringing the three all on the all upstairs, hmm. and it spills downwards pretty well. Hmm. All right. All right, so let's talk about some Amazon Alexa stuff, right? There's a there's a couple new features I want to I think you had brought up actually. And I want to get your take on, right? So you had brought this one up. This is this is called Alexa Guard. Do you want to just kind of quickly walk through what that is? Yeah, so I don't know. This is a um kind of what I would call a stupid feature with that's <laughs> like a an interesting idea and the idea yeah. is I don't know, the idea is I think better than the actual implementation of the feature. Probably. But my understanding here is that the um, the echo cylinder that's in your house mm-hmm. can now you can enable a feature to where it will listen it, the microphones in the thing will listen for the sound of breaking glass or the sound of a smoke alarm. Right? So this is basically a way to add and so I think that is kind of stupid. Um, in and of itself, because that just, I don't know, that seems like a weird thing. Okay. Um, just from like a privacy, I don't know. I don't, I don't quite feel right about that. But the idea here is that you have dumb smoke alarms and you have non-smart like security system or non-connected, you know, like you don't have sensors in your windows. Um, but the idea is that just via microphone, you can, it can detect if your smoke alarm is going off or if glass is breaking and it can notify you when you're not home to tell you that something is going wrong with your house. So right. um, I just thought that was kind of a cool idea that you you don't, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we live in this age where everything has to be smart and we are kind of being, I don't know if successfully, but we're trying to be sold this idea that we should be replacing or we could be replacing a lot of our, you know, all the technology in our homes with like upgraded smart technology. And right. I think what Amazon is trying to say here is like the device that you may already own can just listen for the other things in your house to, you know, show signs of, of distress and can notify you and be smart about it. So you're kind of upgrading. It's like a free upgrade in a way. To okay. Be- well, let me ask you this. Okay. So, cause you mentioned kind of the privacy thing or just kind of feeling a little weird about it. Isn't your echo listening all the time? Like if there's, if there's sound is, if it detects sound, it's trying to interpret whether that's a command or whatnot. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, so I, it's already listening all the time. It's already, it's just, yeah, it's not it's not so much that. It's more yeah. I think it's more just like um like so okay, so the 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 feature only works when you're not home, right? Okay. And I think at this point you have to tell it you basically have to set the alarm and right. say, "Hey, I'm I'm leaving." Uh, okay. Really? Yeah, so it's and it's like if you own an alarm system, you you know, you key out, you know, like you like type in your passcode of, you know, like an old school alarm system. You type in the passcode and you you set the alarm and then you leave, right? Sure. So I think they're trying to kind of copy that, and I think they're trying to make sure that because I think I don't I guess I don't know. To your point, it is hmm. always listening, but there's something different about it, like acting and and I don't know, like can it actually call the police? That's the other question, right? I doubt it, but I don't understand. I to me, it's like I don't understand why you don't use um, if it can detect when you're home or not home. That's a question, I guess, right? Can it? Can your Amazon Echo know when you're home or not home? 
Um, I mean, these devices definitely have the technology for that. I don't know if right. the uh, of if the Alexa actually is like pinging your network to see if your phone is there or whatnot. Right. Um, I know with HomeKit, it definitely knows that, and there are it sure. it has to know because there with HomeKit there are all kinds of triggers that say when I come home, like unlock the door and turn on the lights. You know, like it's very sure that's a very common feature of smart feature of smart device things. So it has to know that. Um, yeah, because I would assume that it would function just automatically once you enable the feature. If you're not home, and one of those you know sounds is heard, that it'll it'll alert you. Um, I don't know. It seems like a pain to have to remember or to bother activating it manually uh, yeah. every time, and then what disabling it manually every time. My guess is that you enable it every time, and then when you get back home, it automatically disables. But there's some they're trying to protect some kind of thing. Like I, I think they mm. just I think they're maybe not entirely I mean, because you could you could hear it could mishear, you know, these devices hear things incorrectly all the time. They're just not that perfect. So I think they don't want you to um set this up and then something to go off and then it's it feels like something a lawyer required them to do. Well, that brings me to my last point on this, which is this is the kind of thing that has to work really well, right? If you if this has if this yields false posit, false positives, uh, that's going to be really annoying. If you get an alert while you're out that there's something wrong with your home, that you know there's a fire or that uh, somebody's breaking in, right? If glass is breaking, uh, and that turns out to not be the case, you're going to be pretty frustrated, right? Yeah, it needs to be it needs to be very, uh, <laughs> but. You know that. That being said, um, I think standard alarm systems do have false positives from time to time too. So I don't know. That's this fair. is a yeah. this is a market that is like you know I think better safe than sorry. So they do kind of err on the side of huh. uh, you know at least trying to alert you. So I don't know. I think it's interesting. I had a yeah. I thought it was particularly interesting because I had an idea not too long ago that was could a um, could a smart camera a connected camera be trained to learn like which which pixels are the light on your oven that says that your oven is on, you know, hmm. something like yeah. that. So that way you could, if you left your oven on, you don't need to have a smart oven. I think smart ovens are kind of a, a weird idea. Um, but it would be nice to, you know, if you left the house and the camera could recognize that a little led had popped up because your oven was on or, you know, name, you name it, whatever it was, or you left the TV on, like, could it just um, either turn that off or just alert you that you left it on? Gotcha. Um, so, so I thought that was kind of similar. So I, I, I guess I like the idea of um, having more smart stuff for free, you know, yeah. not like having more connected things or smarter things from the stuff you already have. But maybe this isn't the best uh, execution of that idea. Maybe, but I do appreciate that idea. Um, so there are a couple other little Amazon topics that I said, maybe we'll just roll with that theme for now. Um, the next one, there's not a lot of information on this, but there was an interesting uh, article that popped up about how Amazon is working on a an emotion tracker, right? And so I, my understanding is this is like something like a wearable, so it'd be like I think a wrist wearable, and it says it can it can track or detect I think it's seven different types of emotion. So like happiness, I don't I don't even stress. have seven emotions. <laughs> and so I got like hungry and and happy. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Wow, it's pretty good. It's great. So, yeah, this is this one is actually interesting to me. Like a lot of this stuff, it depends on how well it works, right? It, it has to if it's just kind of pulling on your heart rate and it's it's just taking these kind of loose guesses, then obviously that's 
that's going to be uh, potentially disappointing. But I really like some of the implications here. Like, for example, the stress indicator, right? It's like it's it's obviously very unhealthy to, you know, have sustained stress over time or anxiety or whatnot. And so the idea is if you're able it's 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 a pretty subjective thing to try to like self-diagnose like like for example if you went on like some medication right uh to maybe improve that for like a mental health purpose um and the doctor is like well how are you feeling it's like well it's i think that can be probably pretty hard to to tell um whereas if you had some data if you have a tracker like this on you know most or all the time you could just see and you could actually see something like oh well act actually, you know, I've, I've still been stressed out, but you know, there's been a 25% reduction over the past two weeks. That's, that's significant. And it, w- it might be hard to kind of feel that difference. Right. So yeah. I, I think that's a pretty cool potential use case. Um, I, I like the way you're wording it as like a stress reduction. Cause that is something that it feels very tangible to me. Like that feels like a feature. Right. Like if you are, I don't know, experiencing stress at work or school or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, here's a, here's a product that can help you, um, recognize that and maybe, you know, act on it. I mean, it reminds me of the, um, the Apple watch feature that it, I think it recognizes like an elevated heart rate for a sustained period of time. And then it will kind of walk you through it like a guided meditation, like breathing exercise. Right. So you can kind of do that, bring your heart rate down Cool. and it, you know, specifically recognizes points in the day. And I leave that turned on and I, um, I don't always do the kind of little meditation thing if I'm at work working on something, um, but it's nice to get the reminder and realize that you might be stressed out. And I think it, it tends to be pretty accurate that that really? little notification will pop up and I'll realize that I'm, I'm maybe working on something to like get it finished before a meeting. Right. I might wow. be like kind of That's crunching cool. on something. Yeah. Okay. And wow. it's not, I don't think it's like I have an unhealthy level of stress, but it's enough for it to notice and send you a little notification that says, Hey, it's time for you to breathe. And I think honestly, a lot of times huh. it makes me more stressed out. Cause I'm like, I don't need this right now. I'm trying to get this done. Um, but I should probably listen to it a little more. And sometimes I will just like get up and go, you know, get a glass of water or, you know, try to step away for a second and, you know, try to listen to the, to the signs and try to cool off a little bit. So I think that's a cool feature. I'm curious what their other, the other, if it can do stress, like what are some of the other emotions? Did it, did it mention? It did. And I I don't have them handy here. I think there were like seven other ones, um, all right, so apparently the there's seven emotions that are mentioned on the the patent filing, right? And it's uh, happiness, joy, anger, sorrow, sadness, fear, disgust, boredom, and stress. So that's more than seven. More than seven. It's basically basically the uh, it's basically that movie Inside Out. You remember that one? No. It's it's that um, Pixar movie with all the little like characters in your head representing oh. each emotion. Yeah, yeah. I never saw that. It's a good one. It's a good one. Recommended. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, happiness and joy are separate. Yeah, right? that's a little a little odd to me. Specific. <laughs> that's a, a stretch. How about we focus on like good and bad? Sorrow and sadness are also separate. Okay. What? I could almost buy that like Really? Is sorrow like prolonged sadness? I mean, I I don't what? know. It's like That's that's funny. Well, yeah. what do you think about those? Disgust. That's an interesting. I don't I don't I definitely do not think you could pick this up from like heart rate and motion, you know? No. There's no way. No. There's no way. So I don't know what this device is. So you, you said know, it was a patent? So it's, yeah, and it says, okay, it says working on a wearable wellness device 
said to be able to determine a user's emotional state. So it doesn't, I think maybe I inferred that it was a, let's see. Oh, no, no, no. Excuse me. The smart the smartphone connected wrist-worn device. Hmm. So it is, it does say it's a wrist-worn device. Yeah, this is bonkers. I don't, right? I mean, I'm, and that's sure, what, yeah. I'm sure they're testing things out. And you know what? A lot of times yeah. they put stuff in those patents. They're like, well, because we want this patent and we don't want anybody else to make this exact yeah. type of device. Of course they can get all these emotions. Like they were like, what are all the emotions? Like list them all out. That way we'll get the patent for it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they've actually successfully made it. For sure. And that and that's a big asterisk on this whole conversation is like, look, if they if, if this if they've cracked this, I think even again the stress one alone could be really big. And to your point, that they already kinda have that, right? Like the with, with the Apple Watch and whatnot. So uh, maybe I just need to look more into to that, but uh, I think the implications of that are are pretty strong, and I'm I'm actually almost surprised I haven't heard more about it from like a health and wellness perspective. Because again, I think that uh, you know being stressed out again over a long period of time is is maybe more unhealthy than some people realize or appreciate. Okay, so the last Amazony one we were going to talk about was uh oh yeah you put this one up so this is uh alexa dinner and a movie right which i think is an example uh and i'll let you take it from there what walk us through what that is so this i don't know the way they the way they made it sound this is actually it's more dumb the more i even start to talk about it so they just gave this example of how you could ask alexa to um book a movie ticket right like Mm -hmm. and then you could also then ask it to afterwards after you had done that to also uh get dinner as well and it would try to make basically try to get you a reservation for a restaurant nearby so that you could take and then it would also book an uber for to come pick you up right so it's kind of like how much can they layer on um yeah but like the more i'm thinking about it like who's booking movie tickets with only their voice and the the i don't think that i real that made me realize was so dumb as i saw in the article it said that if if they didn't have this feature, so they had gotten it down, they had gotten it down to thirteen verbal interactions to do this, right? And that's what they're proud of. And they said ordinarily, if you were to do these things separately, it would take up to forty verbal interactions. So no one who is who is yelling at this cylinder for forty different things because it's like, where would you like to see the movie, right? <laughs> and you're well, like downtown, yeah. and they're like now searching for movies in downtown Mississippi. You know, it's like what like. I don't know. Well, it it can't be a good experience. There's well, just no, I totally agree. And here's one of the things about this that sounds maybe the worst to me, right? The idea that maybe you get 29 steps in and then all of a sudden you kind of mess up or you, you know, you're like, "Wait, no, no, no. Like go back. Like that's not what I and you have to start all over again." You know what I mean? Like or or you don't even realize you made a mistake because there's no like I'm, right. There's I no assume com- that it like yeah. reads it back to you, but like, do you really want to listen to like someone read back? I don't know this it all. Yeah. The more I'm hearing about this like voice stuff, I just feel like no one really wants to do this. No. And there yeah. might be, there might be some people who it's like kind of an accessibility thing and that's the only way they can get a movie ticket. Like that's, that's amazing fair. and that's yeah. great. Um, so that's fine. I don't want to like dismiss something like that. Right. But, um, but here, let me do that. Um, <laughs> But for me, it's just not, I can speak for myself, right? It's, it doesn't sound enticing. And I, I think the quick stuff is great. Like, Hey, what's the weather? Um, Hey, turn on the light. Hey, you know, like play this on the TV. Like there's some good stuff where you can just say, I want to watch 
this and it just starts playing it right but i don't think there's anything where i'm going to speak to it 40 individual times like well that's actually a really good point you just made which is that you know voice commands are good when you want something now right when you want something now or when you know exactly when you'll want it which is almost like setting a timer or something Mm -hmm. but this whole idea of like yeah i want you know yes we want to see this movie we want this dinner and then it's like and or order an uber but it's like but do that in 30 minutes maybe wait no we'll just call it when we're ready it's like it doesn't make sense yeah it doesn't make sense um I could it, see it, it, I could see something like, hey, I would like to um, get dinner in a movie. And then it says, I've pulled up some options on your phone, right? And then you just yeah. look on your phone and you're like, here are the options. And then you fill out the rest of it. But it just feels like, I don't know, it yeah. feels like bad like phone tree stuff. Like nobody likes doing this type of stuff on the phone with a real human. You know, like, right. like there's movie phone. You remember movie phone? Like nobody <laughs> sure. calls nobody calls movie phone anymore because the internet made it better you're you're so right it's like you're all of a sudden it's like press one for like you know yeah action and adventure yeah like it's like no this is not yeah that can't be a good experience i'm i'm glad you brought that up and i i i thought this conversation might go a different way i thought maybe you were gonna be like try to sell it like yeah and i I was gonna be uh all cynical about it but i guess i mean yeah to be fair (laughs) i have not tried this so i don't know maybe it's fine but the, just the idea of 40 steps is not appealing to me. And if it, um, I don't know if it could, if it could pull it up on your phone and show you some stuff you might like, and there's a couple quick taps and you're done, then I think that could be good. But, um, I don't know. I think that's, that's dumb. And I actually, yeah. I'm kind of surprised that it can't do more of this stuff already. Like I kind of thought that that was already a feature. Like maybe it's not Alexa, yeah. maybe it was like Google or something. I thought last year at like Google IO, they said, hmm. um, you know, now we can take two, two commands at once. Right. Gotcha. Um, but I don't know. I think that was like play this music and turn up the volume or something. You know, like there's, um, it's still pretty limited. So I don't know. It's early days for voice technology, um, but it is yeah. kind of it's kind of cool to start to see it come together. But we're we're far from a great experience here. Yeah, and I wish I had some better examples offhand of like you know like really good use cases for you know voice command stuff. We we talk about that sometimes, but yeah, this one to me just seems like it's kind of forcing. Uh, you know, a circle into a square peg kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe, right? maybe when they, when they really start to get to know you and it's like, cause if, if I called you and said, Hey, book a movie for us to see this weekend. Um, and that's all I said, you could probably pick something, you know, mm-hmm. and I could trust you to pick the right theater and pick a reasonable time and pick good seats, you know, like, and you would know the, when I say for us, you would know that it probably means for like the three of us, you know, like there's, um, there's some assumptions that a human can make that we just, at this point, we can't trust. We can't trust these voice assistants to get right. And there's something is going to get wrong and you're going to spend money on a thing that is the wrong, you know, the wrong theater or too far or. Yeah. And, and I would challenge you on that. Like I, I would have some follow-up questions for you, right? Like I'll, can, can Chloe come or is she working that night? Like is, you know, do we want to go to Mueller or do we want to do something after downtown? In which case we might go to the Ritz theater. Right. So, it's still it's still too hard it's too hard for yeah. a human to do it so of course exactly. the cylinder can't get it exactly so anyway i'm gl- all right we'll tie that one off nicely yeah um the last uh the last topic i guess we have here is uh the taco bell hotel <laughs> this is so, this is so dumb yes it is uh all right so you found this uh you found this article so my my sister sent me this and she said okay. um 
She said she really wanted to go. She's a big fan of the bell. She's a huge fan of the bell. Is she yeah. really though? N- well, no, not really. She, <laughs> I think she likes. <laughs> okay. She. I don't think she likes the food at all. Okay. But I think she likes the um the culture. And Careful, the, they, like, they may be one of our sponsors in the future. I've yeah. lost. I've no. I've lost track of our current sponsors. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to really hard to keep track. She yeah. likes the culture and the aesthetic. Okay. You know. Because they have this kind of weird, wacky vibe, and they've kind of got this throwback feel, and everybody knows they're shitty, and they have a good, I think, sense of humor about kind of being shitty about it. Okay. Um, and I mean, it's like all these like fast food companies are getting like they're hiring like really witty social media managers. You know, you've seen all these kind yeah. of like tweets of you know these different companies. So they're like they're doing stuff like this to like get because all the food is bad, and no one's going for the food. They just have to like keep you in their in your like subconscious you know like so that you Mm -hmm. think about taco bell so we talk about this and so that when i'm like hungry late at night and i don't have any food i'll i guess i'll be like well if i have to go somewhere shitty we were just talking about taco bell and i guess maybe they have something i don't know whatever let's just go and so it's like this weird last resort marketing scheme where they come up with like weird shit like doritos tacos and right you know and it's like yeah yeah it's like novelty, right? It's, it's novelty, like of, and yeah. I honestly I think it kind of works because they sure. keep doing it. So it must, I don't know. Yeah. the The photo from this article cracks me up. It's like one of the sauce packets, but it's huge, and it's a like a pool float. Yeah, I saw that. So you can float that. in the pool on a big, a big uh, sauce pack. So that's right. And so let's back up here. So this this whole <laughs> idea, and let me explain it to you, and you tell me if I'm right. Okay. So. It sounds like I think it's just a thing for the summer, um, and it's a Taco Bell hotel. And I'm assuming they're just going to take some hotel and basically brand it as like a Taco Bell themed hotels, right? So they'll be like, they said it has like taco art inside the rooms. <laughs> to your point, what you just said, there'll be taco and sauce shaped floats, and then they'll obviously have like lots of Taco Bell food, and I'm sure drinks and things. Which is like the that. worst part of it, the food. <laughs> food this hotel would be great if it just didn't serve taco bell they're gonna have uh plumbers on hand just like standing by (laughs) oh no yeah yeah necessary so that's it i guess it's just again it's like a big uh marketing play right that's like and and what is the deal do you win you win like a stay there i assume they said that they were gonna give access to their super fans (laughs) and i that has me concerned okay uh, because i never really thought about you know, my sister has a uh, Taco Bell bathing suit. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. I. That's the biggest. That's the she most. She might be fan. Maybe she gets to go. I don't know. Yeah, a big sauce pool float. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like she qualifies. I so. think. I think she's in. That's cool. Well, that's the whole thing. I think. Ooh, you know, yeah. I. I think it's just for a summer, maybe. Right. I hope so. I hope it's just a very short, <laughs> short-lived, limited time thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I don't. I can't really think of anything else that's quite like that. Right. Well, they, so there's that uh, there's that ice cream museum. Have you heard about that? No. There's an ice cream museum in Florida, I think. Okay. Um, and it just has like a bunch of ice cream, and it's like that. So it looks it looks museum. wacky. It's like I think okay. honestly, these things, a lot of these things, are invented basically for Instagram. Right. Sure. That's like the new, like kind of I don't know novelty thing. Like they're like if we make it if we make it beautiful and we make these places where people can take photos and it seems cool, it doesn't actually have to be good. It just has to look cool and have spots for photos. And then people go take photos and then they're happy because their friends, they got likes, you know? 
which is kind of the in a way like similar to the idea of like the fire festival right like in, in a totally in, a, in that idea which is that yeah like this is going to look cool enough it's going to sort of be extravagant enough to sort of trigger a viral reaction uh through social media um so yeah it's actually pretty clever i mean it's probably not like that expensive for them right if they're i mean obviously that they like kind of take over most of or, or a whole hotel um but depending on how long it is and whatnot i mean the hotel is there already i don't know it's it's an interesting idea i'll, I'll be curious to see like if if you do see a lot of uh you know ads or images coming out of this you know if we'll actually see stuff popping up on social media for this i hope not <laughs> see your sister will be like featured yeah that'd be awesome Pro- prominent taco bell influencer yeah yeah cool okay well well we'll have to get tickets yeah we'll have to- <laughs> let me know i'll i'll order them yeah. from my smart assistant okay i'll, you know. I'll stock up on pepto-bismol perfect <laughs>